Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I can do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Can Do. I am Benjamin Lee. So happy that you are tuning in. We have people all around the United States and also around the world. And I really appreciate your support listening to this podcast. My prayer is that this podcast will be a great encouragement to you. Today, I have a special guest. Today, I have Sharon Lee with me on the I Can Do podcast. And for those who may not know, Sharon is my mother. So, Mom, good to have you on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for being here. So, this is your first time being on a podcast, huh? Yes, it is. Now, we have talked a little bit about you creating your own podcast. Uh, You have not yet done that. So, maybe this will be the the opportunity for you to uh, get started one day. That's right. This is spurring me on. <laughs> <laughs> so mom and I were talking a little bit yesterday and we were just kind of talking about with Mother's Day coming up and happy Mother's Day to all the moms yes. that are out there that uh, we thought it'd be cool to have you on the show to talk about moms and everything like that. So first I want to say I love you very much. And I appreciate, yes, I know you do. And I appreciate everything you've done for me and for Tanya and for our entire family uh, throughout the years. And so one thing that we can do, and we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button, is really looking at your life. And I do want to talk to you a little bit about being a mom and wisdom that you can share with moms. You've had Mm -hmm. some unique scenarios in your life, Mm -hmm. but you just mentioned to me that you kind of see your life divided into three stages, right? Right. So let's start off with stage number one. What period of your life does this entail? And what are some of the big things that happened in that period of your life that you would like to share? Okay. I was telling him, I feel like from age five to six, we moved from my hometown, Ottawa, Illinois, Mm -hmm. Um, to Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. And so from first grade through high school, I have many, many happy memories. Came from a very secure family with both mom and dad present until I was grown. And um, so I I had many triumphs during that time. Um, one of my goals was to become a candy striper. Mm-hmm. Now, what's a candy striper? Candy striper is a person who works at a (laughs) hospital. And one of my first jobs was to sit in the information booth. And while I was in that information booth, I met my husband. I didn't know (laughs) that at the time. But uh, he came came down the hall with another gentleman. And they had a, a little challenge who could get me on the first date. Oh boy. Who you mean who could take you out on the first date, right? Right. So what was this uh soon to be husband's name? His name was Eugene Lee. Okay. okay. And the father of my kids and I 
fell madly in love with him. Now, how old were you when you fell madly in love with Dad? 16. 16? Almost 17. Man, you wouldn't <laughs> let me do that when I was 16. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Couldn't control my feelings. <laughs> so, do you remember the first date you and Dad had? I sure do. Okay, share if you can. McDonald's had just <laughs> come to our town, and I went to McDonald's and roller skating. Uh, do you remember what you ate at McDonald's? Oh, I, yes. I assume there's a burger and a fry involved here, right? Cheeseburger, fry, and a vanilla shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. So you guys used to go uh, roller skating quite a bit. We did, and he became quite an expert with turning corners. Did he? And, oh, yes, and uh, he was quite the attraction. Uh, <laughs> had quite had, had charisma, even back then. Yeah. Um, but we also went to movies, was a famous date, and there was a restaurant called Mr. Steak, mm. and that was our favorite. Mm. So, oh, and bowling. Yes. Those were probably three of our biggest dates and picnics, walks in the park. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you guys first met them when you were 16. Yes. Uh, You were, so you both met in a hospital. Was he working at the hospital or what was he doing there? He was in the dietary foods um, area. Okay. And he was 18. Okay. And full of life and a senior in high school and I was a sophomore. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, you first met when you were 16. Mm-hmm. How old were you and how old was Dad when you both got married? I was 18. He was 20. Okay. So, you dated for a couple of years. A couple of years. Okay. So, what wisdom would you give to moms out there today or young people out there with respect to dating? So, I know everybody's a little bit different. Where you were 16 and that's when you met Dad. You fell madly in love do you have any wisdom that you would want to share with young women today, moms out there today, with respect to dating or, or marriage? Yes. Okay. I, I learned uh, my dad, my mom and dad, my dad was a minister. My mom was a uh, stay-at-home. She babysat. But they were strong. They strongly raised us to be respectful of ourselves. Okay. So in regards to that, I would tell Young kids stay in lit areas. <laughs> if you go to movies, there's there's there no lit people. area in a movie, Bob. <laughs> no, but there's other people. All right, All and right. but like as far as going to the park after dark sure. and being in, in in a car and and just try to keep things more public. It keeps the temptation down, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I think when you think about dating and emotions and feelings, so Joshua, he's 10 years old, so I'm trying to think back when I was 16, I, I, I don't think I really had a girlfriend, I probably would have been soft, or probably a junior in high school, so uh, I don't think I really had any serious girlfriends uh, in high school, uh, there were some girls that I liked, uh, but I don't think I really had like a, a serious girlfriend, so you know, dating has changed quite a bit. Since when you were 16 and even since I was 16. So there's so much danger out there today, even with respect to social media. But I do appreciate you. And this is something that I think is important for this. Uh, looking back when I was your age, you and I used to have a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. And we would 
I have a tennis ball, if I remember correctly, right? And any we would, kind of ball. <laughs> any kind of ball, and we would throw the ball. We'd just play catch in the living room. And we would talk about, I don't really remember all the conversations, but we would talk about, I think, just a variety of, of things. And so where did that come from? Do you remember how that first got started? I do. Okay. You were very shy, and at the time... My daughter, his sister, had graduated and was in college out of town. So one way to get you to open up more and Mm. not be so shy was for us to, we often went and played basketball. We took walks. We went bowling. But playing catch in the house just kind of diverted enough attention away from you mm-hmm. that you felt free. Yeah, okay. All right. That's a good That's a good tactic. And spending time with your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I was shy, but as I got more comfortable around people, uh, I would open up more. But we also mm-hmm. did talk quite a bit about girls. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did talk oh. about sex. There was, yes. I don't know how... Uh, how far we went with those conversations. Uh, I don't. I don't think we really dove into it really big, unless you can remember elsewhere. Uh, elsewhere, um, unless I'm wrong about that. But one thing I do remember is, uh, and you. I don't know if you came up with this or somebody else. You'd always say, you know, boys keep your pants up. <laughs> Girls, keep your skirts down or something like that. Am I right about that? Exactly. (laughs) And I did have many conversations. Tanya was four and a half years younger than he, but I I did have um, conversations about many personal things because I would rather you hear it from me. And I always told them I'd rather hear a a bad truth than a good lie. So always Mm, be honest. mm. That's a good point. A bad truth than a good lie. Exactly. So you're better off telling the truth no matter how bad it hurts uh, instead of lying because Mm -hmm. then that just makes everything worse. Worse. Mm, That's good. That's good. So anything else you want to share from this first phase in your life. I have no idea. I don't have memories when I was five or six. I know. I don't. I can't. My mind does not go back that far. But uh, what else stood out to you in that phase before we go to the next one? Okay. is And I would like to say to young women out there, do take your time. I was advised a lot to get my education mm. and then consider marriage. But my mom was a stay-at-home mom. I admired her a lot. That was one of my main goals. I yeah. wanted to have children, and I wanted to find a good husband who yeah. was in the in the Lord. Yeah. And I did. And my father ended up baptizing my husband. Mm-hmm. And um, so things were good. He you know, got along with the family. And... <laughs> uh, but yes, um, it was it was wonderful to have two kids, and I am so proud of them. So I am have met a lot of my goals already at sixty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, before we get to that stage, uh, I do think it's important what you mentioned, really taking your time when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you saying that was one of your goals, and there's certainly nothing wrong with. Um, wanting to be a stay-at-home uh, mom. And there's a lot of women that don't really want that. If that's not what they want, I think that's okay as well. I do think there's a lot of benefit to it. And we saw a lot of this even in the pandemic, you know, where unfortunately you had a lot of homes that were not always the best because mm-hmm. the families 
the family had not been around each other for that much with that much time. Mm -hmm. And so these jobs sometimes can create these buffers, which can be, I guess, maybe good. But there is something to be said about um, uh, the mom or the wife staying at home, especially if she Mm -hmm. so desires to do so. And there's a lot of benefits with that. Today, I think in 2022, that's kind of frowned upon. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not always like, what do you mean you're just going to stay at home? That's a full-time job and then some. Mm. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort and a lot of sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you know, for for a woman to do that. But for those who uh, so desire to do that, that's that's okay as well. And I I do think you're right too, Mom, with uh, being careful, taking your time dating. Mm -hmm. Uh, was Was Dad the first person you fell in love with? I had two others that I liked, but they just didn't compare. They didn't compare, huh? He had he was a very exciting person. He liked to do things and he liked to be on the go and he was a very generous. Mm. He came over one holiday with 12 gifts. Wow. I mean, he was very generous. Yeah. And never never a penny pincher and so I admire that. Plus, he was very hardworking, okay. and he was a lot like my dad in that respect. Okay, good. So we're getting some good tips for moms who are listening out there. Uh, okay, so what is the age range, age range now for this second phase? The first phase was five or six years old to about 18. To 20. 18 yeah. to about 20. So now we're at age 21. How far are you going now with the second stage in your life? Well, I actually got married very young, and I was 19 when I had Tanya. Mm, and she da- was your first. Our daughter, our first. Your first child. Yes, yeah. and right. what a joy that was. We both, I wanted six, my husband wanted seven children. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah, so we talked about getting a van. Yeah. <laughs> and... uh so right now begins the period of my childbearing years, yeah. and I'm very thankful to God. I have two that are alive and well. We had a little baby, Andrea Rose, mm-hmm. who only lived to be five and a half weeks. She had uh, trisomy 18. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had a couple of miscarriages, and then I got pregnant with Ben. Mm-hmm. And what a joy it was <laughs> to have this healthy Nine-and-a-half-pound son, and just so good-natured, just like he is still now. Well, thank you, Ma. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Let's dive into that, because that's a lot that you just shared. Was it hard having a a baby at 19 years old? No. Tell me why. I wanted it. I loved children. and You didn't feel like you missed out on uh, life or anything else like that? No. Okay, good. I did not. Good. And in fact, during this next phase uh, that we're going to talk about, I was a licensed daycare mother at home so that I could be at home with my children. And um, I enjoyed that too. They, it just was, it was a period where um, people were having trouble with their jobs and a lot of people got laid off. And so then I knew I had to do, you know, down the road, something Mm -hmm. different, but um, I would say if you can stay home, I I would recommend it, and I enjoyed it because I loved my husband and kids, mm-hmm. and 
felt like, um, you know, that was something. Um, and spiritually wise, my husband wanted me to be home and he be the breadwinner. Okay. Yeah, good. So what would you say to the moms out there who have suffered like you have? Uh, losing a child, whether they're six weeks old, like our sister Andrea, yeah. uh, or other miscarriages, because you would have had six children. I guess. I mean, you did have I, six children, I, yeah. right? So, what what lessons um, can you share to the best of your ability to women out there who have had miscarriages or who have lost children? It's always hard. I know everybody's suffering is unique and different. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe another better question for you, Mom, is... Uh, how did this, what did you learn from this and maybe even more so about God? Yes, I was going to bring that up. Um, Thank the Lord. I was raised um, in a spiritual home and I, it was only the Lord that got me through. Um, When we lost Andrea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. I know you always get emotional. It's okay. You can take your time. But anyway, um, that was, that was very hard. Yeah. So I, my, you know, heart goes out to all of you out there, women that have gone through that because it's, we could, um, hold her an hour a day. We never got to bring her home, but, um, you never forget that. Mm -hmm. And I think of her all the time and, Mm -hmm. She would have just had her 47th birthday wow. last month. Wow. So we mm. we never um we never quit thinking about him, but I'm very grateful to God that he was right there with us and brought us through and he my husband was one that didn't get emotional, but that was one time I saw him cry and um he, you know, when we were called and told that she had passed away, we went to the hospital and got to hold her for one last time. Mm-hmm. And I remember him, he wanted to be first and he picked her up and kissed her. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was a very, very hard period in our lives. Um, but the good thing that came out of that was we drew closer to God, both mm-hmm. of us together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and your vulnerability. That's never easy. Um, I do think it is um, good for for people to hear that, that grief grief does not always have a expiration date. And everybody grieves differently. And yet there's something that I like to call good grief, where grief sometimes and a loss of a loved one, especially a baby, can, can pull people away from God and can really create more questions uh, instead of confidence and turning to him. So I appreciate that. And, and yet you're right. You never, you never truly forget about them. Life goes on we have to continue to move forward, but mm-hmm. we never, uh, truly forget about them. So, so you would have been what, 20, 21, 22 when Andrea was born? Um, cause, cause Tanya's yes, only a year older, yes, right? Yeah. So it was, that, she's a, um, Tanya's about a year and a half older than her. Okay. So yeah, around, 2021. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after that, um, when did you guys decide to stop trying for more children? How old were you in that second stage? Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I was 24 when I had you. Okay. 
And um, in the meantime, we we never got to know what the miscarriage is, what what um, you know, whether male or female. Right. So the doctor had told me to hold off getting pregnant for a year, and I did. And then when he said it was okay, my body was rested, and um, I got pregnant with Ben. Okay. And um, so it was, it was a wonderful pregnancy my husband had brought a new truck at the time and I was always hopping up in that truck being pregnant too and it was it was good and God gave me a really good birth and the labor was very short and uh actually with both of you and Tanya good so um those were happy times yeah. and when Tanya left for kindergarten I got to have a good four and a half years alone with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so we did many, we had, we really had a good time for bonding. And just like with Tanya, you know, she was five before Ben came along, almost five. And so she got lots of her own special time and mm-hmm. now it's time to give Ben some. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so what else, anything else in this second stage that, that you want to share that could be a benefit to moms out there that could be a benefit to uh, other women out there, whether you have children or not. Um, this stage then is from the age of uh, about 20 to how far, how far? 24, 25. To about 24, 25. Now that was with you being only a year. So um, I I would say most of all too is it was a gift to be able to be home with them mm-hmm. and to share all the school activities. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go to to a play any time of the day. I could be. Um, I did things like as a rule mother. I think they used to call them. Okay. But I could make treats and take them oh, for cool. different holidays. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. But now, if we're going, are we still in that? If you have, yeah, do you have anything else in that particular stage? Um, I would just say one of my fondest memories, too, of being able to stay at home is I had walked to pick Tanya up from school, mm-hmm. holding Ben, and as we came across any lower trees, he was pulling them and saying, <laughs> Just just trying to exclaim that he could touch a tree and <laughs> pull a branch down. Yeah. So, uh, but with Tanya, um, you know, I, I got to make, stay home and sew a lot. So I made all of her school clothes okay. and um, a quilt and just all the things you could do, the benefits of being at home. Good, good. So what's the next stage look like? Uh, the next stage would be, um, having, uh, I've had the children, so raising the children Mm -hmm. and doing things. My husband and I were happy, but during, during this particular period, Mm -hmm. um, he began to socially drink Mm -hmm. and he, um, he became basically, you know, overcome with it and became an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. During that time, he tried many things. AA, I went to Al-Anon. He tried, you know, many counseling sessions with many people, Mm -hmm. but he, he had 
he had started socializing more on the job as far as he joined a bowling team with his job. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, with the bowling team came the bars at the bowling place and people were drinking and he started experiencing and it wasn't, it wasn't an all of a sudden thing. He, I remember the first time he actually got drunk, he said never again. He was so miserably sick. Mm. And for a long time, he did go to AA. He did talk to counselors and, and he, um, had he struggled with the temper mm. and during this period where he worked at the time that he was on the bowling team, he had a confrontation with his boss mm. and picked him up and threw him across the room. Mm. And so never uh we know what happened next. He lost his job. Yeah. Which that brought about a number of um a number of problems. Mm. He had been at the job for quite a while, and going on 10 years. Wow, it's a long time. Yeah, and so uh, I would like to say, too, that our behavior does follow us in mm. many cases. Mm. So be careful what we do, what we say, how we behave, because when people, it was his major job, I mean, as an adult, And when people would call for references, he didn't get a good reference. And so he started taking jobs that were, that paid much less, that didn't have benefits. Mm. And that, that hurts a man when he's used to being head of the household. And he was a good man for, um, in many respects. And he loved his children but um this had a profound effect because i then had to start work and i we were very blessed to have my mom and dad his parents were deceased by then to have them babysit so they got strong spiritual upbringing mm-hmm. at a you know with my with my parents and um but it it really you know he another good thing about him is he was quite the hustler he believed in working and hustler in a good way in a good way mm-hmm. he had his truck and he got a tractor so he could go around cutting grass mm-hmm. so i know that helped him in many ways because he still had that side thing that he could do he would, he would do anything. He would knock on doors and say, hi, do you need your grass cut? Do you need your snow plowed? And right. so, um, so we did still have some income during that time. Yeah. But it made it harder for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of lessons to learn from that. Uh, just, um, even with young people, we all make mistakes. Um, nobody's going to be perfect. Uh, but I liked how you described it. You know, our, our choices, you know, will will follow us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we can't be forgiven, mm-hmm. we can, and yet there are still some ramifications mm-hmm. uh, with that. So, so yeah, I can imagine, and that's something um, you know, with the drinking and the addiction, mm-hmm. uh, we seem to have quite a few addictions in our family, mm-hmm. and I know that you know created some eventual separation with some other actions that Dad was involved in as well, mm-hmm. uh, and that made your life harder as well. So you know, today I still talk to people, just you know, telling them that. 
for the most part, I grew up in a you know single parent home. Dad mm-hmm. was not around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember you working quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was cleaning houses mm-hmm. or different companies uh, like NCTE or uh, different things like that, cashiering and massage, massage therapy, a restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, pie full delights. Yes. Yeah, pie full delights. <laughs> we like that with the pie. That's for that's for sure. <laughs> But it did create, it did make life harder. It did. It added a lot of stress and a lot of pressure on you uh, as a woman. And so I think that speaks about your strength that the Lord gave you as well. You know, because it did, did. it took a toll on you. And that's hard for with one child or not to mention two children, you Mm -hmm. know, trying to raise us and feed us and um, all of that. So that was a, that was definitely a a challenging stage. What other lessons... Um, can you share to the audience, uh, women in particular, with it being Mom's Day, with you being a single mom mm-hmm. and navigating that? That wasn't something new. That was that was all new for you. That wasn't something you were yes. aware of. Yes. Well, I um, it did take a lot of strength that I got from God and support from my family and close friends. But Mother's Day, it was hard because I missed my husband because, as Ben said, we ended up separating um, off and on, and I missed that time. So I would say, you know, um, go all out with your kids. You know, that is has been such a blessing, uh, having a daughter who has always been very protective, too, <laughs> and... Uh, and, and I think that's natural for children, you know, who have maybe alcoholic da- uh, mm-hmm. uh, parents mm-hmm. or and children who are just raised in a single family. I think there's yes. some tendency where you will naturally, you have to adapt. I do also want to make sure people understand that your separation, it was lawful in the eyes of God, mm-hmm. you know, with what was happening and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I do think it's interesting with children where children will respond in the, in a unique way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even always understand what we may be doing, mm-hmm. uh, but children will respond in a unique way. Something else that you just mentioned, then I'll let you get back to it, is uh, we did receive a lot of support from other people. We did. And that's hard, but I think that's one of these lessons, particularly for moms out there mm-hmm. you know, who are single-parent moms, mm-hmm. who are taking all the load of being mom and dad, Mm-hmm. Pride can easily get in the way yes. of, no, I can just figure all of this out on my own. Maybe you can. Everybody, though, at some point in time needs yeah. some help. Yes. You know, David had his strong men in the Bible. Yes. Moses needed assistance. Yes. Uh, you know, we all need a little bit of help from time to time. We do. And I had, oh my goodness, when... Um, when the after the job losses, many of our friends came forward. One of um, Tanya's best friends, her mom was a nurse at the time, and she told her job about us, and and got it got them all together, and they brought over like maybe oh four boxes of different items and. Mm. That it was all, it was like a birthday for these kids. I mean, any and every different kind of food uh, she brought. And then we had neighbors that stepped up for us in many ways. But we had relatives, too, that 
one of my aunts co-signed for a brand new car for me. Um, wow. That was further on down the road, yeah. but I had um, people that would tell me about different job opportunities, but just my siblings were very supportive and and would, you know, do... One of our favorite things to do was to drive to Chicago each summer and visit my sister in Chicago. And she just, they loved it. They had uh, a cousin um, that they loved, <laughs> that they really enjoyed seeing. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, we were truly blessed. God does provide, yeah. even if you feel alone out there. All right. Look for your blessings and pray yeah. for them because he he does provide. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, you see the, the providence of God yes. uh, with that. So in this stage here, this is where I graduated. This is where Tanya graduated from mm-hmm. high school and oh, college yes. and all of that. And mm-hmm. and there were times, we don't have to get into every single detail, but there were times, and you and Dad did get back together eventually. That took some time and a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, change uh, on his part as well. So I think you're giving the the audience quite a bit here with respect to Mother's Day. And Mm -hmm. this is uh, certainly another reason to celebrate and honor moms as well. So what's the next stage then that you want to talk about? Um, Let's see. We talked about, well, the next stage was, I guess you could put that in there. Uh, Both of my kids found wonderful mates and they got married, and at the time, my husband was doing well, so he got to attend both their college gradu- graduations and mm-hmm. their weddings. Mm-hmm. And then came grandparenting, <laughs> <laughs> which I I just have the one, Ben and Nikki's son, Joshua, yeah. which is, he's up now, 10 and a half, but uh, such a joy, and each stage in life has a different gift you know has many different gifts and so now i at the i guess i don't want to go way ahead of you but i (laughs) that's how i got to texas is both my kids eventually moved to texas but um grandparenting is a joy for one they grandparents just have a different position. You know, mm-hmm. all the responsibility is not on them for discipline and support and you know, it's it's one of those you can kind of relax a little bit more because you're not responsible for everything and so I'm thankful that um, you know, Ben and Nikki are doing a great job with Joshua and he brings just every stage, um up from from infancy into up until his age now, just the joys of playing games, helping with his homeschooling, <laughs> watching him. He wants me to come out and watch him ride his bike and do <laughs> do so many things. So, all of us have shared mm-hmm. um, in many of those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I like what you said there, just how different stages, there's always new gifts to enjoy. Sometimes it can be very easy to stay stuck in the past, Yes. to talk about all the what-ifs, and to, to have a lot of regrets. 
think all of us struggle with that from time to time, but there is something about moving forward, Mm -hmm. how there's still new opportunities and the mercy of God is new every day. So there's something about continuing to move forward and to to learn. So I think that's really important. And when you think about stories and arcs and movies and television shows, you know, for you and dad, that that came around, I think, full circle, you know, where... Uh, you were there for him when he when he passed away, and you were a, um, uh, you know, you supported him and took care of him. That's another big part of your yes. story that I think is important as well, being a, a servant of the Lord mm-hmm. and, and serving your family you know, mm-hmm. with Dad and with Granny and Papa, all your parents. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to make sure that uh, the audience understands as well. So, yeah, looking back at these stages, then then there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of excitement. It's like anybody's book in life. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be a part of our stories, whether yes. you have a husband and wife, multiple children, never had any challenges with uh, pregnancy. Uh, there's still some kind of difficulty Sometimes. that all of us are going to face because we're on yes. this side of life. So I think that's important for people to recognize. And I know from you, uh, I think I, that's where I really got my optimistic spirit. You know, some people, I think a lot of people kind of, you know, see me for that as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had lunch earlier this week, me, Nikki, and Josh with uh, a couple at the congregation here and then two other brothers and sisters in Christ. And one of them was in Columbia, Missouri for a number of years when we were there. She's still there now. Uh, But she remembered, uh, somehow she was at our house the day I got severed with Pfizer. So my story is interesting because... When I look back at that day, I don't really feel like I was ever uh, down or depressed or anything like that. Um, it was something that I knew was, was going to happen. I had something lined up with the preacher training program that I went through at Dallin Road in Southeast Texas and Beaumont, Texas. Yet it was interesting because she reminded us, she's like, yeah, I was there at the house and you were really down. And I said, really? And she's like, yeah, it was just one of the few times uh, I've ever seen you down. And I do not remember that moment, but I'm saying that because most of the time I'm typically not down. You know, I can be down for a few hours. I can be, you know, depressed and things like that. But typically I think I get to a point where I'm like, okay, you know, let's see what can, what can we do about this? What can be done? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is, is really from you where, you know, that kind of, yeah, thank God for that, that kind of mindset, because, you know, there's, you can either keep going or you can give up. You know, Mm -hmm. but most people only see, you know, well, the only option I have is to give up, Mm -hmm. but there's always typically a third option, right? right? So Mm -hmm. with the challenges and challenges do make people stronger. Mm -hmm. If we never had any struggles, we may not always appreciate what we do have. Not to say that I'm wishing bad on anybody, but I think there's something there where uh, people, when you think about happiness, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we just want happiness on tap. Mm-hmm. where it's just 24-7, <laughs> there's never any problem at all. Yet yeah. these moments will, will strengthen us and will burn away the things that don't need to be there and hopefully mm-hmm. uh, draw us closer closer to God. Mm, amen. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, this has been fun. And yes, been uh, again, I want to say I love you very much. I and you thank you for being on the too. podcast. So... Uh, to all the moms out there, first I want to say something, then I'll give you the last word, okay. and then we'll wrap it up. But uh, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, happy Mother's Day to uh, to Nikki 
And uh, we love you very much. And thank Mm -hmm. you for everything that you do for us as well. Mm -hmm. And all the moms out there, whether you're married or single, Mm -hmm. um, you know, keep going, keep moving forward. And, um, you know, uh, don't, don't give up the, the everyday moments that may be like the small moments where you're not on a beach Mm-hmm. You're not on an island. Mm-hmm. You may not be driving a great car. Most of our cars are not that good. <laughs> but those little moments can have huge implications for your children, whether you see them or not. And so how you respond, how you continue to walk by faith mm-hmm. will go a long way. Mom, what do you want to say to all the moms out there as Amen. we wrap up? Um, I would just like to say I wish every one of you to have a bright and happy day and that you feel special because motherhood all through the Bible was a great thing. It's an honor and a privilege and I love the Lord so much and his son and I am so grateful for my kids. Both Tanya and Ben have just been wonderful and since i've moved here to texas um i just can't say enough good things about them (laughs) and i thank god for that but um just i'm happy to have been able to share some of the thoughts but one last thing is that hard times do build character Mm. and you will you know you will learn i look over my life and there were so many lessons i learned from so just take heart and stay strong in the Lord, and and He will see you through. Yeah. All right. Love you, Mom. Love you, too. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you are in the need or are looking for more motivation in your life, feel free to check out my website, benjaminlee.blog where you can find hundreds of encouraging, motivational blog posts on a variety of subjects. You can find all of my books, which can also be found on Amazon.com and other podcast interviews with a variety of people. I hope this helps. Please leave me a rating and a review. I can do and so can you. Take care and God bless.